Welcome to Conversation 6. My name is Professor Vipin Narang at MIT, and today I'm delighted to have Suhasini Haider, who is India's preeminent foreign affairs editor at The Hindu. Um, and we're going to talk today about developments on India's borders. And it's a great day to have this conversation uh, because not only are we in the midst of disengagement between India and China at you know, a, a particular subsector uh, along the line of actual control at the Pangong Lake area, uh, but today there was an announcement that India and Pakistan had yet again reached a ceasefire agreement uh, along the line of control. Uh, and so uh, it's it's a good day to talk about where uh, both of these uh, sort of agreements are headed. Uh, so Hasani, thanks for joining us. Uh, let's open with China because there's been a lot of movement in the past week or so. You and I have both been following this uh, for, I guess, almost 10 months now. Um, and you know, it, it took a long time, but we finally saw some verify, verifiable disengagement between forces uh, in the north and south Pangong Lake area. Uh, and today there was a phone call between Foreign Minister Wang Yi and uh, Minister Jay Shankar. Uh, and so why don't you tell us where things stand and how optimistic you are that this will lay the groundwork for a broader disengagement uh, in the next several months or whether this is just temporary because of the winter? Well, thanks so much for having me on, uh, Vipin. And I, I would certainly say that, uh, as the Ministry of External Affairs actually has said right now, that this is a positive first step that we are seeing between India and China. So after months, nearly a year of a standoff between troops on both sides, we've seen phase one of the disengagement uh, that has already taken place. And both sides say they have verified that both sides have taken their troops down from the Pangong, so Pangong Lake area. Um, uh, where you've even seen uh, the Chinese side dismantle infrastructure in the finger areas, it's known, on North Pangong, and India has done the same, vacating heights that they had taken in the south. Uh, the hard part still lies ahead, but what is interesting is the conversation between the two foreign ministers uh, seems to indicate that they are now seeing a kind of political part to uh, the agreement, that they are taking the disengagement process now as something that is, uh, is is on track, if you like, Mr. Jayashankar referring to his agreement with um, Mr. Wang from September last year that was, uh, you know, after a, a meeting in Moscow that was really brought together by the Russian uh, foreign minister during a conversation, uh, during a broader uh, conversation the two, the three countries were having uh, on what is called the RIC trilateral. Uh, so a lot of interesting key things to pick up here. It's a positive first step. There's been a withdrawal in one part of the line of actual control. Remember, China remains in occupation of other parts. Um, and, uh, um, and there is that subtle indication that Russia did play an important part in bringing the two sides together. Now, in the next few weeks, we're expecting to see conversations. And already there's been the phase two uh, disengagement talks on areas like, um, uh, from what we understand, uh, you know, uh, Gogra uh, plains, as well as um, uh, in, in other parts of the line of the actual control. But Depsang and Demchok remain something uh, for a later date. So we're waiting to hear really on uh, how the procedure goes from here. Remember, Vipin, there's been some concerns because the idea is that if India gains some leverage in the Pangongso area, then to have given the leverage away right at the beginning may Correct. not augur so well for talks in the future. 
that remains and, and that's the criticism that you know India gave uh, gave up its bargaining chip for disengagement at Pangong so north. Uh, and so what leverage does it have elsewhere? But uh, you know it remains to be seen. I mean, it, there there's you know the pessimist in me says, well, this is just tactical disengagement for the Chinese right now, and they have no intention of relieving pressure across the broader swath of the LEC. The optimist in me says, you know, China overplayed its hand and is realizing it, and uh, maybe this is the start of uh, something broader and more permanent. So w- what do you make today of the timing uh, of the announcement that India and Pakistan have reached yet another ceasefire, uh, the last one being, I think, in May 2018, uh, and do you think the, the the border dispute with China played a role in both sides realizing that they can't keep an open hot front uh, along the line of control uh, in the in the coming months? Well, it's certainly very interesting timing to, for this to happen on one day, because remember, for the greater part of last year, we have been talking and the military experts and commanders have been speaking Correct. about the specter of a two front war. And suddenly we see peace really uh, right. seeming to break out on two fronts on the same day. Um, but the the conversation with Pakistan seems to be the outcome of some behind-the-scenes uh, conversations is what the Pakistani uh, national security assistant to the prime minister, Mohid Yusuf, said today. Uh, the Indian side has been much more circumspect. They're saying basically this is a military agreement. Uh, we want to bring down the levels of violence, which, remember, have spiked to 19-year highs in the yeah. last year. So right. since the 2003 ceasefire, uh, we'd seen a number of agreements in 2013 and then uh, last in 2018 when they had agreed to observe the ceasefire. This is the first one, remember, that's happening after a rash of tensions between India and Pakistan. Yeah, and we hope we, we've seen this movie before, but we hope that there is a happy ending uh, in well, the season finale. And, and, you know, the, the real difference is 